What I find really interesting and what intrigued me is that in the beginning of your language journey, you used the comprehensible input method and then you took the plunge, so to speak. Then you immersed yourself in Argentina. So the approach changed a lot in the sense that it has become more practical, I guess. So it will be really interesting to see, to compare both approaches and methods and we can learn from your experience in Argentina. I would like to say, yeah, I, of course. I found the comprehensible input method um, after one year. So after one or two years of studying Spanish, I took a gap year after my high school where I studied Spanish and I went to Madrid to follow a traditional a language school method, which I did for three months, which got me to like the upper A2 level, which is not much and i'm sure i could have achieved it on my own faster or whatever but anyways it was a good experience and then from a2 i kind of stagnated for about a year like i proved a little bit but then after the year i found the comprehensible input method which is when i feel like i really really started like practicing spanish every day and consistently incorporating it to my schedule and then now yeah now i'm doing more of the immersive method but obviously the immersive method a large part of that is comprehensible input. Still, even though you are in Argentina, like well, uh, well, living living there. Yeah, but what I mean with comprehensible input is like having conversations at your level. So even if I just talk to someone in Spanish, that's comp for me, that's comprehensible input. Maybe I don't understand the term correctly. But for me, comprehensible input is any conversation or specifically it's focused on listening. So any listening you can do comfortably that may be above your skill level a little bit, but enough, you have enough competence to follow the conversation. Yeah, I see. So what I understand from the goal of comprehensible input is to listen to Spanish that you understand like 80 to 90% of it, because then you'll slowly get better. But yeah. The very first question I want to ask you is, what does come to mind when I say Argentina? Ooh. Well, right now, the first thing was like, it's just my life now. I've been here for, it's my third month and I've adapted fast and I'm only going to stay for six months. For me, I just have, um, it's the same as if I'm studying in Amsterdam where I usually study. I feel comfortable and I feel like I have my routine and my friends. And my life for six months is here. So the first thing that comes to mind is just like, that's just right now. That's my life, Argentina. Um, yeah, that is nice. And yeah. So can you please share a little bit about your background and interest in language learning? Yeah. I mean, it's weird because, um, I really didn't like languages until after high school. Because I, I'm from Belgium and so at home we speak Dutch or Flemish and then also Belgians, they kind of have to learn French. It's kind of like French and English is kind of like kind of a standard thing to learn in school. But because I lived abroad, so I lived in Germany and Singapore growing up, I didn't really have this like French need the same way normal Belgians do, but still my parents wanted me to learn French. I remember from like, I don't remember the ages exactly, but between like 10 and 12 or 10 to 13, I was taking French in school and also like at home, like with my dad, 
like with Rosetta Stones. And I, I hated, I hated, I hated French. Like it was like, <laughs> I really didn't like it at all. I didn't like learning the language. I didn't like just practicing the language. I didn't. And the main reason I know now is because I didn't see the reason. It didn't make sense to me. And then, so then after 13, I finally convinced my dad, which now maybe I regret because I wish I spoke French, but I, I convinced my dad that I will just take German in school because German is so close to Dutch. It was so easy in a way to learn and advance. Mm -hmm. So then in high school from 13 to 17, I, I studied German. And um, yeah, it helped that I lived in Germany, but I went to the international school. So my German never went to like the, uh, not fluent, but never went super high. Like I can understand German pretty much everything. But speaking is like rusty. Well, yeah, so I didn't ever really like languages except Spanish. When I was like 14, I remember I wanted to, I had a, I went to summer camp where I made a lot of Spanish friends, like from Spain and from Venezuela and Mexico. And I was kind of in their group, but didn't understand everything or anything, actually anything. And I remember returning home and I was like telling my mom that I want to study Spanish and all these things. But actually, I never did anything about it until I finished high school. It was always just like, yeah, I like Spanish. And it kept like all my, not all my friends, but like a few of my friends were always Spanish somehow by luck or whatever. So it never, it never escaped me. So then when I decided to take a gap year, I decided to make that a bit my focus of the gap year. Obviously take time to reflect and take time to think about what I want to study and also just take a year off, but also with the goal of finally, finally dedicating some time to Spanish. And then I really enjoyed, I really started enjoying language learning. And now I would, well, right now I'm just focusing on Spanish, but I can see myself in the future focusing on other languages again, because I really do enjoy the process a lot. Yeah. It's interesting how something can change so drastically from not liking it or almost hating it to yeah, definitely hate it. loving it so, so much. It's, it's really yeah. inspiring how, yeah, how life can change. And so that means that now, right now you're in Argentina. I'm doing a exchange semester. So I am in my third year of university and part of my curriculum is that I have to go on exchange for six months. So I study in Amsterdam and now I'm here in Argentina from August, December, where I'm just following classes at university, like normal class. I mean, right now I have like a, a culture of Argentina Spanish class and I have a computational thinking class, but it's just normal. Like the computational thinking class is in Spanish, but it's just like a normal programming class that anyone would follow. I see. And so you came around, yeah, pretty much. You were in many, many countries. You were in, in Germany, in, in Singapore. And do you think that helped you now in the process of learning Spanish as well? Um, maybe not directly, as in, in those countries, they don't speak Spanish. But I think definitely growing up in Singapore, especially, um, I lived there for six years. Singapore is like a hub of international immigrants of different cultures. It's, um, 
everyone there is not from there almost. So maybe their parents, like they were born there and everything, but originally they're from somewhere else. They're from China, they're from Europe, they're from Malaysia. So it's just a hub of a lot of cultures. So this made me really interested in cultures and other people. And I know for myself right now, I really like environments where there's not a majority group or there's not a majority that everyone's a bit different. And this made me really interested in cultures. And then it also made me really interested in later on, I guess I applied that to get really interested in the Spanish culture and Spanish people, which is hundred percent the reason why I'm studying Spanish. It's because I love the people uh, that I meet and I love the people, I love the culture as well. And what about Argentina? Why specifically Argentina? Was this a, a conscious decision to go there? Yeah, but also it, it wasn't like that. Like, I don't remember a clear decision, but I remember I wanted to, I knew I was going on exchange. So I knew for sure I wanted to go to a Spanish speaking country because I wanted to take the opportunity to advance in Spanish. And I didn't want to go to Spain because I'd been in Madrid. And also, I'm not the biggest fan of the Spanish accent from Spain, but that's another topic. And then, um, so I thought of South, well, South America was the only like logical other option. And then it was between Argentina and Mexico and Colombia. And I mean, I would have been happy at either place. And I probably would have said at either place that when I went there, it would have been like the best place, but I'm really happy I ended up in Argentina. But it wasn't like a clear, clear. I think the World Cup maybe helped a little bit, like some propaganda, <laughs> um, Argentina propaganda looked nice. And then it just worked out. They also didn't require a B2 Spanish certificate, which was really nice. The other universities did, and I don't think I can get that. Or I could, I definitely couldn't get that six months ago. I see. So <laughs> it's, it, was, it, was, it just fell into me. I didn't, I didn't think about it too, too much. And maybe let's go back again about the comprehensible input method, because I think your very first video about your language journey was about eight months ago. And the yeah. title was join me on my journey to become fluent in Spanish. And I think there you mentioned dream in dream in Spanish. It's a YouTube channel with a guy named Pablo, um, Pablo, Pablo, oh, Pablo, let me see. I don't know his last name either. I don't know if he released. Yeah. I never can remember his last name. And it's really interesting because I had a conversation. Yeah. A couple of days ago with India from, uh, Ireland. And she also mentioned this guy, Pablo. And somehow in her language journey, um, he had a, a massive impact on, on her journey. And it's, it's quite inspiring how, how persons can, how people can influence in a very positive sense, other people so that they get inspired and they begin to learn maybe in a, in a different way and, and how they find like the love of, of, of learning languages. And it struck me because, yeah, within a couple of days, two different persons are telling me a similar story. 
but uh, but maybe you you can tell a little bit more about dreaming, dreaming Spanish oh, yeah, like, or dream in no, Spanish. I, I would agree with um, India. Like it really changed like the way I studied Spanish, and it even changed my like. I was kind of in this like um, hole of learning Spanish. I was like I was at this level where I wasn't a beginner, but I wasn't good or intermediate at all. Um, I would speak to you, Spanish people times for like four or five minutes. You hit the intermediate plateau, right? Yeah, but even like before, I think it was even before. It was like, it was like, it was just like I wasn't studying Spanish too too much. I was stuck. So, and that's because I didn't enjoy it as much. The learning process. I got to a point where I was like, okay, I can't really just study words anymore. I have to like figure out how I'm gonna get better at this language. So I was watching these videos. I would say this was about a year ago and I was watching, trying to find like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just trying to learn Spanish and I didn't have like a method. So I just like went on YouTube. I watched like some grammar videos. I watched some other videos. I don't really remember. And I found a bunch of channels that, wow, it was always like, it never really got me going. And then I found Dreaming Spanish and he explained the method. And I just like, I was like, yeah, this... This sounds great. It's just like you watch videos. I don't have to study. Gra- I hated grammar. I, I was like, okay, I, this guy's telling me don't study grammar. He's telling me you watch videos. I love watching videos. Um, so he, he was just telling me everything I wanted to hear mm-hmm. about studying a language. So I just like, ah, I just bought into it. And then I watched like, he made a lot of videos. Like a long time ago, now the channel is different, but he used to, he used to make like the videos just him, and I used to I just binged his videos, and it's so good because all his videos are in Spanish, so he would explain the method and everything in Spanish, but very slowly, and perhaps it's a good idea to explain what comprehensible input is. Yeah, uh, comprehensible input is a language learning method where you only listen to audio and videos. It's kind of based on how like uh, a child will learn a language. So four or five year old or six year old is not learning a language by studying grammar or by reading textbooks. She or he is just listening to their parents, listening to their surroundings, understanding not everything, but understanding enough, taking in, taking in, taking in, and slowly taking enough things to start speaking and stuff like that. So it's really based on listening a language method and watching videos. And it was perfect for me because I was like, I hate studying grammar. And this is a way where I can feel like I'm being productive for 20 to 30 minutes of my day. And then really, I'm just watching videos. Um, and he explained the method so well. He did a really good job at like, I mean, convincing me that this is the way to do it. And I guess, yeah, I'm really happy. I, I fell into his trap in a way. Yeah, and- no grab, no grabber. <laughs> I never did grab. To and this day, you don't. You explained it in your video, and of course, only the the first like five or ten seconds were in English, and then you switched in Spanish, and from then on, I think your YouTube channel became only in yeah Spanish, right? Maybe yeah. you, you can. Tell a little bit more about your channel, what yes, what it's all about. I actually, I started it in February 
because I knew this year was going to be like my year for Spanish because I basically started because in, I knew I was going to exchange for six months. And to go in exchange for six months, I wanted to take Spanish extremely seriously for six months. So I knew I was going to progress like a ton this year because I want to track my Spanish level and track my ability to like explain myself in a language. But also because I realized I actually do enjoy making videos. I think it's something which I like a lot, being able to express myself and being able to like formulate a message or a, a story into like an eight minute video. I really like that. Um, so the channel is mostly for myself, but also I want to start, which is why I reached out to you. I want to start getting more into the space of talking to other language learners and start to like expand a little. Um, so right now, as of the last eight months, it's really been focused on Spanish learning the channel, but soon I am comfortable with my Spanish enough where I want to start making videos that aren't related to Spanish learning. I've not started that yet in Spanish. Everything will be, everything will stay in Spanish because it's really just like a way for me to practice Spanish more. So I made a video about me going to like the Messi. I went to go watch Messi in, um, or Argentina. I'm saying Messi, but. Increíble. Puedo ver Messi en vivo es diferente. Porque no es como en tele cuando seguía una partida. En la cancha puedo seguir Messi todo el tiempo. Mira a Messi. El gente de Argentina grabando Messi como todo que hace. Solo Messi. Messi. Fue un momento cuando fue Messi. Um, two months ago, and that's like the first video I made about something that wasn't related to me learning Spanish. And I really liked that video. I think it's really nice. And I want to make more of those types of videos where I just explain my experiences without focusing on the language. Because that's also what Dreaming Spanish does very well. Like a lot of the videos are not based on learning language. It's just videos that he would watch anyways. Like it would be a video of him explaining his day-to-day -day life, or it would be a video of him explaining culture in Japan. So I want to get into that a little bit, like just making videos I want to make. But right now I also really feel like making videos about Spanish learning because it's just, I'm in the whole process and I, I like sharing that as well. And is there anyone who inspired you maybe to record yourself and make like a type of diary of your language journey. I don't remember where the idea came from exactly, but I remember looking when I had the idea, I was trying to look if someone did it and I found this, like, I think it's called Gringo to Latino, but he stopped making videos. But I found this channel that kind of did it, but actually he was also recording a lot in English. So he, he wasn't really doing it that much. I don't know where the idea came from. Daniel, I actually remember now when you asked me where the idea came from to track myself and I just figured it out. It's from, I think two years ago, I really wanted to grow out my hair and I always had short hair and I wanted to get really long hair. And actually in the channel, one of my second or third video is literally just me growing my hair for one year or two years. So that's when I really like, that's probably where I got the link of, damn, I really like tracking the progress. Something so small and stupid of throwing out my hair from a buzz cut to like a med bun. But that's to answer your question. Um, yeah, I forgot. 
I just read the link. I was like, oh, that's where it comes from. Because I was thinking like, where did this come from? This idea of tracking myself. I couldn't think of that. So yes, hope that is of interest. <laughs> and do you um, still watch other channels that cover the same topic? Like uh, showing the language learning progress and stuff? In reality, not too much. Um, because... I actually never really watched them that much because of the Dreaming Spanish. It wasn't really focused on the language learning. It was just focused on comprehensible inputs. Yeah. So I never really got into it that much. But now I'm getting into it a bit more because I'm interested to see other people. For example, that's how I found you and that's how I found Charlie. So actually, yeah, Charlie kind of is doing this and he did this long before me. But Charlie is a friend of yours, I guess. And yeah. he started his channel three years ago where he's kind of doing exactly what I said as well. Like he's, he started as an intermediate but beginner and now he is intermediate and he'll keep going until he's not. Exactly. He's food. Like this. And actually, I saw one of his videos where he was explaining that eventually he wants to make, be good enough at Spanish where he can make um, a food, a food videos in, uh, around his area. I think it was in your podcast that he said that. So exactly. he wants to do it. Like, he's passionate. Uh, yeah. Wants to show the restaurants in his area. And it's actually the same. Like right now I'm working on myself and working on my Spanish to get it to a level good enough where I can do these types of videos as well. Like show, make the videos I want to make and not only make the videos based on Spanish. The same way like right now, Charlie's videos are all based on learning Spanish. But eventually I want to get out of that and I want my Spanish level to be good enough where I can feel comfortable getting out of that. Yeah, Charlie and me, we have a project now, some uh, movie club, kind of. And we we are watching the movie Diarios de Motocicleta. You know, uh, it's a Che Guevara when he was younger and he's traveling through South America. And we are watching it on our own. And, and in a couple of weeks, we are going to discuss it in his channel. So, yeah, just a little side note here. I think that's you, super cool. If you are up to this also in the future to watch another movie or so, you can just, yeah, check on me and we can arrange something. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And so now let's go back to Argentina. I am really curious what happened in the very beginning when you moved to Argentina for your exchange year. Yeah. So how... how what was your first impression or can you explain it a little bit? Yeah, I, um, I mean, I arrived to Argentina and I was just, I was one day late because I had a whole um, airplane fiasco, which made me in the airport for like 48 hours, but that's a whole other story. But I arrived to Argentina just like late to school. So I was thrown into the mix. Um, 100%, not only because I was staying in a student residence where I was thrown into a room with three Argentinians. So it's just like <laughs> directly in the middle. And then also I was thrown into mix because I arrived late. So I didn't know anything that was going on. So I had to receive all the introduction days and all the orientation meetings with a one-on-one meeting with two ladies that worked here. And I just started right away. I went to class the first day I was here. And, um, and I think the best where, way to describe it is that where I was just are you, thrown, I was thrown Where are you located? It. Sorry. Where I'm in are you San located? Fernando. 
I'm in San, it's Zona Norte and it's in a bit outside the city. It's not considered the capital capital because um, our university is also a bit outside the city. So I'm, I'm located in a student residence. So 70 students live here from the university and 65 of them are Argentinian, which is definitely the biggest reason I got really good at Spanish over these last two, three months or really good at speaking Spanish is because I was thrown into the, I was thrown into the pool. Like I couldn't, there was no way I could get around not speaking Spanish. It was just like between five and 10 hours a day, I'm talking to people and this is in Spanish. And it was a lot. The first few days, um, it was a lot. Like the first week it was, um, I made a video about it, but it was very much like exhausting. It was. Cause it was really being around, first of all, being around maybe like 70 to a hundred new people, which is already can be exhausting, but then also being in a new, completely in a different language that actually I realized I wasn't that good at when I got here. Uh, Tell us more about that because you made one video called how I will lose my gringo accent yeah. actually. And so what happened when you heard the the Argentinian accent, maybe for the fir first yeah. time in, in real life. So was it a, difficult to adapt or to understand? It was difficult to adapt, um, but also the words that they use is very different. And in the first week or the first two weeks, it was definitely like another, an added challenge. So not, so it kept adding these challenges. So it was like all these challenges. But I remember here they say, um, they, they done this us, if you're asking where you're from which is different, um, a different way of asking it. And in Spain and every other country, they don't ask it like that. So I couldn't, like someone asked me, they don't this us. And I was like, mm -hmm. I couldn't even answer it. I was like, I asked <laughs> my, I was like, what is it saying? And it's such a basic <laughs> question. It's like, where are you from? And I couldn't even answer such a basic question. I felt like such an idiot. And it was just like, I was, this first week, it was really a lot. Like, it was like, But it was also and so good because in the first week, maybe I got like 50 to 70 hours of exposure time or 40 to 70 hours of exposure, which was enough to adapt to the accent, get a bit more comfortable in the speaking and like set me up, to, uh, like keep going. Um, but it was nice that I got all that exposure time in one week because I know that if I didn't live in the residence, it maybe would have taken one month. If I didn't live in the residence and I only spoke to Argentinians at school or maybe in the shop a little bit, man, it would have taken, yeah, maybe a month to get this. But because I lived in the residence, I didn't have a choice. Like, and I had three roommates and I, I was just always like trying to, trying to join the conversation and trying to understand what I could, but it made it really nice because it made it like a one week, like it was like tough, tough, tough. But then after that, I felt more comfortable. So I, I felt comfortable quickly. So um, were say. you, were you aware of the huge differences in the Argentinian Spanish variation? Like the, for example, the, the voz or, or the, the words that are pronounced differently, like, uh, plaja, silla, romejamo. Yeah. Yeah. Were you aware of that before? And, and I mean, do you, do you like I it? Was, I was aware of it. Like people told me about it, but like, 
I never really like, I never looked into it too much. Like I didn't really care too much. I heard it was a really nice accent. Like a lot of people told me that, like it was very uh, cool, different accent. So that they warned me, they warned me like, uh, yeah. but I didn't really care. I didn't really care. And actually maybe that was one of, I could say a mistake. I, I did a lot of comprehensible inputs. But a lot of this comprehensible input was from Dreaming Spanish and from Luisito, it's a Mexican YouTuber, and from Spain. But I wasn't consuming any content or not too much content from Argentinians, which would have helped a ton. Yeah. And so has I know that I, changed? I, I would... Do you consume yeah. Argentinian videos now or movies? Um, I will say before coming here, like two, three months, I was watching Davo. It's like a YouTuber. Um, from Argentina and he's really good like he's he makes videos I'm interested in like just about football um, but he has a really Argentinian like slang and pronunciation and everything so he's the guy I watch and for the rest I'm not watching too much YouTube or movies anymore to be honest um, because I can get the language exposure from yeah real life from people because to be honest I was this year, like for example, in, from January to June or to August, I was watching a lot of YouTube, but it was like one hour a day, roughly, but really just in Spanish. Like I wasn't, I, I, I don't really consume YouTube too much for my own personal, like chill time. Um, so it was really just to like advance in Spanish and get comfortable with the language. And now I feel like, um, I can get that through speaking to people, which I much prefer. Like I remember in May or June, I had a moment where I was just done with all these videos. Like I was watching one hour of YouTube each day. It was like, I wanted to start speaking. I wanted to like switch it up. Like the comprehensible method got boring for me. Um, and I made a, I remember I, I, I asked people for other like advice and they just said, yeah, like one guy told me to go to like a channel. Uh, I went to like a Spanish church in, in Amsterdam just to like switch it up. And then I was fine. I don't like it too much. It was not the best like input. Like it was just like a guy on a microphone with like bad quality. Like it's not, I wouldn't recommend it. But I wanted okay. to find ways <laughs> to switch it up. I got really bored of the comprehensible input method actually. And for example, in July and like July, I didn't do Spanish. Like I didn't watch any videos. Like I just took a break. I was working. I just took a break. So yeah, I have a way to learn the language again. It's really cool. And in Argentina, when you made more videos, I think you mentioned something that you began noticing the mistakes that you are making. Yeah. So yeah, in the first month of Argentina, my Spanish went, like, especially Spanish speaking, it went boom, like, it went, like, insanely quickly. Like, arriving here, I also have a few friends who I talk to sometimes, like, I, I I'll tell them, like, oh my God, I was so shit. I can't, I can't imagine how, like, bad I was at Spanish. Like, it's actually, like, when I arrived, and then now I feel so much more. And I know in four months or two months or three months, I'm going to think the same of myself now than back then, which is also the reason I like making the videos because I remind myself how much I'm improving. Um, 
But basically, the first month it went like this, and then the second month, I got to this like this intermediate. Um, what did you say last time? This intermediate plateau. Intermediate plateau. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I felt like I got to this intermediate plateau, and my Spanish was still like yeah improving, but it was much more like like this, and like this, it was like it was just like it was very confronting suddenly, because I got over this whole like. Being in Argentina, everything's new, everything's so exciting. Every conversation is so rewarding because I feel like I'm getting better at Spanish every day, every day. And now it's very much up. The results are, are far less obvious and direct. So, um, so this second month, it was, I had a few moments where I was just like, ugh, like I, I'm pronouncing all this stuff bad. Now I know that I'm pronouncing bad. Now I know I'm conjugating verbs bad. And before I was just uh, ignorant. I, I was just living in <laughs> ignorance bliss. I was just just saying stuff. And I was like, probably just like not even worried about it being bad. You know, I would just be like, just saying stuff. And and the second month, it was very much like, okay, you're, you're, you're making all these mistakes, man. And, and also people started like saying it more also like, because you're... Which is like, they wouldn't say this to you if you weren't at the level because they don't want to overreach. So it's also like, in a sense, some compliment of someone making fun of you for saying something bad is a sense of the compliment that they, that you're good enough for them to make fun of you. You know, you're not, because if you were not good enough for them to make fun of you, they would just be like really proud of yeah. you for trying. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, it's really weird, but it, at some point it kind of like, I reached like yeah. a, a valley where it was just like, ugh, like pronouncing stuff bad, grammar is bad. And I kind of got out of it because I realized I also started like focusing more on grammar, but not with studying more just like, I don't know if you just like, it's this whole comprehensible input method you have to understand. Like he says that like, um, and you notice it when you learn a language as a kid, like you just start realizing that you're saying, you fix yourself. Like slowly and slowly, your grammar is getting better. Like now, slowly and slowly, I can use past and present tense better and future. And before it was just all jumble. And just like the second month, it was just like figuring that out. It was just like exposing my, my limitations, but also setting myself, my brain up to like keep reminding myself of like thinking of conjugating verbs and thinking of stuff that I'm doing wrong. Give me the chance to do it better. So I saw the positive side at the end. But I definitely had one or two weeks where I was just like a lot more self-conscious suddenly in the language, um, which was weird because I was better than I ever was at the language, but I was more self-conscious than I ever was at the language. Mm -hmm. So now nah, I think I actually really liked that video. I actually think, and it was hard to explain because I used like this four stages of learning and I explained it all in Spanish, but I think, I don't know, I think, <laughs> I think I explained it quite well. And I also noticed in, in these videos that you would also put your own corrections sometimes. So like corrections yeah. in, in written words. So can you tell us a little bit about what you made afterwards? So you analyzed your own videos and you spotted the mistakes and did the, the people who commented on the videos, did they help you also? In the process uh, first question is like while editing 
I notice it sometimes. And actually, I want to do a better job and maybe take it more as like a more of a task to like find all my mistakes. Because right now I'm very casual. Like if I see a mistake, I'll just I'll just edit it. But maybe I think in the future, I think I want to start doing it, that I edit my video like completely. And then after editing it, I maybe like really focus. Okay, 30 minutes. I'm going to try to find all the mistakes because I think that's a really good um, exercise. And I include it in the video, yeah, for myself to like highlight that I made a mistake, but also because like to help communicate because sometimes, yeah, it's hard to follow my videos because it's a guy who doesn't know how to speak the language that well, express his views. So sometimes I also add some English subtitles to help make my point. Um, but I want to maybe do it more because I actually, I think it's a good task. And um, yeah. It's a good task to do. And then the second part of your question was uh, if the YouTube comments. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. This last video, I, so I said El Idioma. And while editing it, I thought it was a mistake. I didn't even look it up. I just, I thought because it ended in an A, it should be La Idioma. So I, I edited it, corrected it. And um, I put like the subtitle saying La Idioma. And actually this guy commented saying it's El Idioma. It sounded like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Course. <laughs> so I should do a better job. I should do a bit of a better job at correcting myself. Uh, but actually with YouTube, I'm not getting the comments. I, I, I also like one of the reasons I put my stuff on YouTube besides the whole tracking progress thing for myself is because I really like uh, feedback and inputs from other people who are better than me or worse than me. And just like feedback from the videos. I really like that. And um, on YouTube, I'm not really getting that. But it's fine because I also put my videos on uh, Reddit. Like there's a subreddit for Dreaming Spanish. And I put my videos on there where I get like a lot of feedback. Um, oh, cool. Like a lot more like people. Uh, I, I really like Reddit for that reason. I don't use it outside of Spanish, but people are really engaged and people are really making the effort to help each other. It really feels like a community. Um, and I love putting my... I'll, I'll make a video, I'll write a little blog post in English and I will put it on Reddit with the English like little summary with the video at the bottom. And it's a cool way for me to get more feedback. Because sometimes I will check it and there'll, someone will have sent maybe a 500 word paragraph saying like, oh, would this oh, little pronunciation nice. be better? <laughs> um, stuff like this. So it's really, it's a really nice community on Reddit. And can you share the link? with us maybe then i can put it in the show notes yeah. afterwards yeah it's, it's, yeah yeah i can do it after but there's and two subreddits i like it's spanish but the mo the best one i like is dreaming spanish i'll send it to you okay. after and how how many dollars do you receive from people because i think you have mentioned something like every time that you pronounce the h Ah. Then you, no, then you, you would, of course, you, you would send money to, to the one that spotted it. <laughs> yeah. And I, like that's the thing in my second month, I was so funny. I found out that you don't pronounce the H in Spanish, like last month, like I didn't even know. So I kept saying like, I, I, I was like, what, how do I never know this? But it's such a typical comprehensible input moment. Um, so then last month I really. 
focused on not pronouncing the H. It was one of my things that like I focus on. I don't focus on a lot of things in Spanish, like getting better because I feel like I, with the method I can get better naturally. But not pronouncing the H was like a big uh, goal. And that's what you also asked me to bring my notebook for. So I wrote down a bunch of sentences with words that start in H. And then every day, for like, wow, two, three minutes, I would just read the sentences and make sure I'm not pronouncing the H. And I think finally, <laughs> awesome. finally, I'm not pronouncing the H when I'm speaking Spanish. So I, uh, so I like, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'll just put like on this video, like, if you catch me saying the H, I'll send you a euro. <laughs> but more just to like tell people they're not going to catch me pronouncing the H, you know, because I told my friend here. Like I have an English friend who's from Peru as well. And he told me this. So I told him like, if you yeah. catch me pronouncing H, I'll buy you, I'll buy you an empanada. So I thought, yeah, cool. why not just take <laughs> reward system to, uh, the people who watch my videos. And I think I'll do it with more stuff soon. Like, I think it's a good way, like, cause I want to be more strict on myself in certain ways and make less mistakes like this which are easy to avoid and easy to learn, but you got to know them. Like, I didn't know about this H thing. Yeah. But then when I knew <laughs> it, I was like, okay, it's, it's going to be easy to fix. Let me do it. Let me make sure I do it. All right. Um, so cool. I, just, I just added it in the video. Like, but yeah, it's forever. So if you ever catch me saying an H in Spanish at the start, you can send me your PayPal email or whatever. And like, what, no. what else do you put in your notebook? Yeah. I mean, honestly. Can you show I'm it? I'm not this notebook, but a lot of my notes are actually on the notes app on my computer. Mm -hmm. But at the start, I used my notebook a lot for um, just words. Uh, you can't see it. Maybe later I'll send some pictures. Um, yeah. But just words. Because um, every day I was learning new words, so I was just making sure I write them down. But I actually convert all these words and I put them onto uh, Quizlet, which I check once in a while. So on Quizlet, I have like a bunch of lists that of just words. I just like, because words are another one of those things. It's like, it's so easy to learn. You literally just have to like, it's a bit of repetition. So just do it. Like at this point, I, I really don't like when there's a word that I don't know. It's fine. I write it down, but next week I should know that word, you know, like it shouldn't be because it, it would take five repetitions on Quizlet for me to learn the word. But just do it, like, uh, you know. Um, so, and then also a bit of grammar um, is in here. But then on the notes app, I really, it's for the H thing, I really wrote out some sentences. Um, for more like, hola, Evana, hoy, voy, blah, 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 blah. Just to like iterate and exaggerate me not pronouncing the H. What about your favorite words or phrases or expressions? Do you write them down? Or, yes, or maybe, maybe not from Argentina. Yeah, right now I'm I'm not too exposed to other slangs from other places, which I hope one day I will be. But yeah, I will write down because Argentinians have a bunch of phrases and words that like you don't know if you don't be here. You know, like you have to really. Um, be exposed to it so then I'll write it down as well and I'll learn them as well because I think I like them and you all know them to understand people here because in one of your videos you explain it very well in Spanish that 
one day you will feel like very happy, even though you will be in a, maybe in an annoying situation, but you, you will be um, expressing yourself perfectly. So I, I have interpreted this like then you, you will be maybe swearing or, or being angry, but, but you, you are smiling because you are so good in what you are saying. I don't know if, if I made myself clear what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, I think, I think, yeah, I, I talked about this in the video because in my two month Spanish update video, I said that, yeah, I feel super comfortable with myself in Spanish. I can almost always express what I want to express. For me, that's like language learning. It's being able to express what you want to express. That's the end goal. Like all these words, like do and be to be for whatever, AIDS, whatever. At the end of the day, my goal is to express what I want to express. And I had a moment last month where I was really angry with some guy who I was playing football against and I couldn't express myself. Mm -hmm. And I actually was shouting at this guy in English <laughs> and who knows how much he got. But I, I had this other guy who translated, like, you know, I was just, it was more just ranting in English. I couldn't do it in Spanish because it was really like a, a rant. Like, like, I can't like, you know, so I was probably angry. And um, afterwards I reflected and I was like, wow, like that's the first time I had to resort. One of the first times where I really had to resort to English to express myself. So I thought for sure, like in the future, when I'm really angry at someone in Spanish, who knows what? I'm going to have this moment of like, like a still smile where like, oh, wow, that was cool that I expressed myself. But it's better because one day I'm going to be like very angry in Spanish. And I'm going to say to all in Spanish. And I'm going to express myself correctly. And I'm going to be angry, but I'm going to say, for a moment, I know that it's going to be a moment. Después se enojado donde tengo una sonrisa pequeña porque puede ser que ahora puedo expresionarme completo. And it came from the first video actually I made here in Argentina that I have this perspective. Because when I arrived in Argentina, it was very obvious that my Spanish was low level. Um, and it was easy to be down on myself. But I also really saw the, the, the upside, the, um, the future seemed really nice and it seemed really like promising and it seemed really cool that in the future I would be able to say stuff that now I can't be able to say. And it, it's really easy to forget when you learn a language, like how shit you were one month ago or two months ago. But I think it's like, you have to make an effort to do this and maybe recording yourself would be like, uh, that's a good way to do it. But in the beginning, I said to myself, man, I can't wait until I can just like talk about like, wow, the most simple stuff yeah. like school or whatever with like people. And right now, like even now, like I don't really appreciate it how much I can talk because you don't do it when you get better at stuff because you keep comparing yourself to like people better than you and you forget how much you've progressed. Yeah, I, I really, really like that. I am trying to, to remember that. And I think it, it goes far more than just Spanish. It's, I think it's important in life to remember that it's like, it's you versus you. It's not, you don't chill with comparing yourself too much to other people. When I first arrived here, I had two friends from, um, 
Well, two people I knew, they weren't exactly friends from the same university. So I met up with them and man, the Spanish was like really, really much better than mine. At the first days, like I always compared myself to that and I, it's, it's not good. Don't do that. Um, and so I really had to make sure that I'm really just like, I'm here for myself. I'm here to practice my Spanish. I'm not here to, yeah. if I knew Spanish perfectly, I wouldn't be here almost like I'm here to get better. And I think I want to, I think the videos helped me with that, which is why I like doing them. But also it's like, you have to remind yourself as well because it's easy to forget. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great. It's really something we need to be aware of and remind ourselves what you just said, because it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's unhealthy to compare ourselves with, with others because there will yeah. always be another person who is better and it's no good. And maybe, so do you have any recommendations? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I don't know how much time we have, left, but I mean, I'm sure it was like that for you. I want to hear like, I saw your channel was like, your first video was seven years ago, right? Yeah, it was actually an audio only podcast in the beginning. Yeah. So the YouTube channel is just a side project, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's amazing. Side yeah. For like side yourself or side project for the podcast? Side project for the podcast because okay. it, it has always been the flagship, like the audio only version. But oh, really? now, now, it, now it changed a little bit because I am having so much fun in editing and, and stuff. And it's more rewarding in a way because you get more feedback from from the viewers and yeah, it's great. You have to see the, the big picture because I remember I, when I published my very first episode, there was maybe three, four listens, right? And then after half a year, maybe 20 listens per episode. And now the numbers have exploded in a way. So it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's crazy. When you, when you see the, the big picture and yeah, yeah. but when yeah. you are in, in the moment, you just see the moment you, you, you don't see the big picture, right? And it's no good. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You explain the same thing with a different example. So you're explaining yeah. how your growth, your, your channel or growth of your podcast. Now you can compare your podcast to your other podcast. But if you just look at seven years ago, mm -hmm. three people were listening and now yes. I have this cool yes. community and I have this cool, um, project I do for myself mostly. Like you cannot not be happy. You cannot not be rewarded, but I think it's really cool. I think, and I really like how Spanish teaches me a lot about other parts of life. If yeah, I have to do that for myself, but I, I, I can relate to a lot of the stuff. I do it Spanish to other parts of my life, which is just what you said. It's really cool that I really like your side project and I want to do something similar. I want to yeah, get into this. Yeah. So can you recommend, uh, doing a, an exchange abroad to other people? And if so, what are maybe some tips you could give them when they want to, to go abroad and have an exchange? What? Year for learning a language like for, for yes for learning a language oh, okay yeah well it's there's nothing you can do at home which will get you to this 
type of exposure. Um, so if you want to program, which is, I, I knew hundred percent, I was going to go to Spanish speaking country when I started university for my exchange, um, because it's just such a unique opportunity to go live in a completely different culture with a completely different language. Um, even besides the whole progression part, even besides the whole, this is good for my Spanish level. It's for me, it's such a unique, um, experience. And I'm so grateful for being here and being able to be really thrown into this culture, which I should have never like been thrown here. Like I should never be in Argentina. It's, it's so far from Europe. It's so far from everything. It's like, I don't have, I don't know. I didn't know a single person from Argentina, like in my family that ever been here or nothing, stuff like this. So it's really like, I'm really in this far, far place and I just have a really cool um, experience. And so, yeah, I definitely recommend it if you want to, if you like new experiences and if you like exposing yourself, um, do it. And then especially if you want to improve in Spanish, it's just like, yeah, it's, there's, it's, there's no way that you're going to move to a place for six months and you're not going to get way better. It's just a, like, you'd really have to like try it. You'd really have to like stay in your room and maybe like watch yeah. Netflix all like you really have to try. And then if you really, really try to get better at the language, you can, you can take it as far as you want because really at home, it's really hard to get the exposure hours you're getting here. If I want to here, I can get 14 hours of Spanish exposure. And I don't like now I'm saying this, but in the time I don't even think about it because I'm just with my friends speaking Spanish. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's really nothing like it. In like one week, my first week I was doing, I did 60, 70 hours. Like before I'd maybe take two months to achieve this same amount of input. Mm -hmm. So you can just improve. It's so accelerating your progress when you're in a Spanish speaking country. And it makes it super cool. It makes it really cool. Because now the faster the progress is, the cooler it is. And what are some tips maybe that people should consider when they go abroad to learn a language? For exchange, try to, mm -hmm. like, I would say you want to arrive. I mean, you can go look at my video. I made a video in the airport. It's a really shit video because the audio is like distorted by a bunch of airport announcements, but you can see my level. It wasn't. It wasn't that high. It, it wasn't that high. I think a lot of universities require a B2 certificate, which is like insanely high. Like, I don't think I can get a B2 certificate right now, but also it seems a bit unnecessary. Like I would say like, trust yourself, um, and try to arrive with the best Spanish you can possibly arrive, but also take it easy. Don't, don't think that you need to speak fluently to, or speak at a B2 level to arrive here. If you can understand a YouTube video in Spanish, I would say it's enough to understand. And I would say if you are going to do this comprehensible input, which if you want to do it, do it, you know, you're ready for the language. If you can watch a YouTuber from that country, just speaking normally about whatever football magazines, music, mm -hmm. if you can understand that video, you're going to understand people here. And yeah, it's going to be, take some time, maybe two, three weeks to adapt, but you're going to get there. Like, don't put too much stress on yourself thinking you have to be like really, really good. Cause I remember I was doing, I was telling that to my ex-girlfriend, like, 
before coming out here, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make friends. I don't know. Like, it seemed like also like a part of me scared to go because I don't think I'm that good. And yeah, when I arrived, it was very obvious I wasn't that good. But, um, but it worked after a week, out well. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to trust that you will adapt and um, you will. But I would say the, the one thing I would change the most is I would watch a lot more Argentinian YouTubers before coming here. Like I would almost, almost, I would exclusive, I'd probably recommend almost exclusively watching the target accent yeah. that you're going to, like maybe a month before, I don't know. Because it just makes yeah. a lot more sense, like you should, like, I don't know why I didn't do it. <laughs> And how long will you be in Argentina now? I will stay till December, like mid-December. My school in Amsterdam starts in February, so okay. I'm lucky enough. I will have like a month of travel time where I will go to, uh, I think I'll probably go to Rio in Brazil for one month and cool, travel cool. there a bit. Yeah, yeah, really cool. I'm really excited. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing your story with us, Bob. And yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. we can also talk a little bit about setting up Another YouTube channel. Man, the whole time we talked about myself and also I really am interested in you and and your journey with, yeah, I'm sure you, you speak a bunch of languages. So um, this time we talked about myself, maybe we can do another podcast where we talk about you and also with this idea that you shared with me, this Italian YouTube channel. Um, I think very shortly, I would say just restart it. Like the fuck, like just do it. Like, why not? Like I was like, The, the earlier you start, the cooler it will be. Because even if you have to make yeah. a 10-minute YouTube video where you are just like looking up every single word you want to say, mm -hmm. <laughs> that, to me, that's the coolest video out there. That if you have a video right now of yeah. you trying to look up, okay, how do I say I was born in Switzerland? Mm -hmm. And literally just repeating what you read to the camera and putting it there. And then one year later, you make another video and you just like, compare it's just like I, to me that's the coolest thing there's the process and the progress and it's the coolest thing to document for me and i'm jealous that you're able to do it now with italian i wish i was able to do that i wish i had a video of me when i was 18 trying to speak spanish i i i would pay so much money to see a video of me trying to <laughs> trying to speak spanish when i was so bad Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, I will start it. The thing is, the thing that is holding me back is the, maybe the, the fear of making mistakes because of course I am making mistakes. And then when I record myself, I think, yeah, no, nobody's gonna watch, but it's ridiculous because I, I did the same with English and it, it worked out in the end, but it, it's just, I don't know why it's, it's hard in the beginning maybe because I don't know why, but it's, it's just yeah, it's so hard to, to do. It's, it's, <laughs> like confidence comes from competence and yeah, you're not competent in Italian. It's just a fact. Like you're not good at Italian, so you're not confident. But yeah. I think this language learning community, it's so cool that everyone's like, we're all in the same boat. We all came from being shit and we all are trying to get good. And I, I really like that. And also I would say to you or to anyone, like, You don't have to put it on YouTube. You can also just record the videos and not show anyone ever. Just show yourself in six months. 
Like you can really just make all these videos private and maybe later you can make them public. But for me, like when I say that I want to see a video of me when I was 18 speaking Spanish, it's not for anyone. It's, I just want to see it like for myself, how like, like I think, I think the videos on YouTube, it's just a place I put them to receive feedback, but it's really, really for yourself. And you can do it at home as well. Like if you guys don't want to make a YouTube channel, just record yourself speaking Spanish now and record yourself speaking Spanish or whatever language in three months and be proud of yourself. Yeah, because you can see the progress that you are making. And also it's very valuable to use technology. You can, for example, you can record yourself in Italian or in Spanish and then yeah. different apps will show you the transcript and then you will also see the, the mistakes that you're making and then you can put the text in another app and then you can get corrections and then you can re-record it and so you will automatically become better and you will improving. So there is so, so much that is going to help you to improve in yeah, your language. I didn't even know about that. That's really cool. So in your case, when you recorded yourself, did you wrote down some points beforehand or what was the process? Do you just record and then whatever comes to mind? You speak no, I usually have like an idea that I want to say. I actually included this in one of my other videos. When I'm recording myself now in Spanish, I try my best not to re-record. I actually never re-record because I want it to be an honest reflection of my current ability to express myself. So if I re-recorded, it wouldn't be an honest reflection because um, when I'm speaking in real life, I'm not thinking all the time, like 10 times about this sentence. I'm just saying that. So I don't have a script or anything. I just like kind of have an idea of what I want to say and just like freestyle. Like, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think actually I should have done that in the beginning. Like, I think I made a few videos like eight months ago, but some of them are stories and some of them are um, stuff like this. I actually have a cool video, I think, with making pasta testo. I made it um, with my <laughs> friend. And this one is cool because you see like, I have to think like fast in Spanish and you can see how shit I am. Like I can forget about stupid words, but if you have like a story that you say, like you kind of already know what you want to say. So it's not a true reflection. So I probably should have made more videos where I just like have really random things I have to react to. Like you can almost make it a game. Like you can yeah. um, have eight, like you can ask ChatGPT to make you eight random R questions yeah. and then respond. <laughs> and then you don't know what to expect. So you have to think right away, you know? So I think I probably should have done that in the beginning a bit better, but you should do that with Italian. That would and be, maybe next, that would be so funny, like a project and maybe a couple of people doing the same and then recording. And then after a year comparing yeah. how people could progress, that would be so awesome. And, and yeah. maybe it's, 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 it's that what you're saying, maybe not overthinking stuff and just doing recording and then automatically in a year or so yeah it will be amazing <laughs> yeah i mean that's yeah. it's one of the things i will say that's the thing about learning languages like just don't overthink it just do what you want to do yeah if you're going to overthink it overthink it in your target language so if you want to learn spanish and you want to figure out how to learn spanish watch spanish videos where they tell you how to learn spanish 
don't watch an English guy explaining you how to learn English. Uh, or, uh, an English guy explaining in English how you, you should learn Spanish. At least get some input in Spanish while you're um, receiving all these tips that's going to help you learn the language. Like, you don't need all these tips. You just need to do what you want to do in, in the language. I actually, I, I signed up for, um, I don't have too much time yet left because I have to go, but I will say yeah. I, I, I signed up for this language course in, in my university for Spanish in uh, April. And oh my God, it was, I left the class after 30 minutes because it was Why? so, so bad. Because <laughs> in 30 minutes times, in 30 minutes, this, this teacher who was this Dutch guy, and I speak Dutch, so it's fine. This Dutch guy explaining stuff about Spanish and yeah, what we're going to do today, all in Dutch. Mm-hmm. So I was just receiving 30 minutes of Dutch input. Yeah. Wouldn't know, like, it's for maybe two, three minutes of Spanish input. I was like, I'm going to just go home and watch a 10 minute video in Spanish and it's going to be way better than this test. So I went up to him, like he gave us like this task to do. And so I went up to him and I asked him, is like, is this how it's going to like always be? Is it always going to be like the, the class will be taught in, in Dutch and we'll have some small exercise in Spanish? And he said, yeah. And then I asked him like, even the next class, because it's off level class as well. And he said, yeah, that's just how we teach it. And that's that's how schools teach it, which is why it's so shit. It's just not good. Yeah, it's you don't like. It's all about input time, and at some point you just have to get out. We are living in a great time because we can decide what we want to learn. We have the internet, and compared to thirty years ago or so, or twenty years ago, we are living in paradise. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, imagine like twenty years ago, if you want to receive. Um, input, like input of por- maybe Spanish would be easier. Imagine Korean. Like imagine someone in Europe trying to study Korean. You really can't watch video. Like you really, you'd have to what use these textbooks. You really can't go on YouTube and find some Korean guy who's explaining just about his life in Korean at, at a slow pace, made for you to understand. So it's really, really cool, and I really, really like um, not just language learning, but how. Learning is evolving all around life, yeah. uh, around all aspects, from from electricians, uh, computer science to to Spanish. Like it's it's getting really really cool. Absolutely, and yeah. I want to contribute that as well, which is why I'm also doing the Spanish videos on YouTube. I want to somehow, I don't know how, but I want to be part of the language learning process. I because I think I really really like it. I really really like it. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much, Bob. And I look forward to watching more videos on your channel. And of course, I will yeah, put how, the, how... the link in the show notes as well. Yeah, how is it for you watching the... Like, because your your Spanish level... Uh, I want to do another video with you, maybe where we speak Spanish or something. I don't know. But your Spanish level on Charlie's podcast seemed quite well. Like, it, it seemed quite good. Well, I can understand a lot, but... I cannot speak very well because I am not used to to speaking. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's fair. But uh, you, yeah. no, I think it's really cool. Now I'm curious with my videos, who's watching them? Because is it like I'm? I'm curious how good your Spanish has to be to follow me. I, I also could I think a lot follow of people who watch hundred percent. Okay, it's that's because it, your Spanish to me it's is really clear. Good. But I I wonder how like at mm. what level can you struggle? So I wouldn't recommend subscribing to my channel too much. If like watch a video first to see if you can actually understand me. 
I would not just like, because, yeah, it's, I'm just speaking how I speak. So check out a video maybe. But sure. So I'll keep getting better and let's see, let's see how, where it goes. And awesome. I like these projects that you have with Charlie and I want to get into some more projects because that's something I'm scared of. Like right now I'm enjoying Spanish so much and I'm speaking so much Spanish. But when I go back to Amsterdam, it's going to be so much harder for me to find the people and the time to speak Spanish. So it'd be cool to start like a podcast or a project or something which allows me to practice and talk to Spanish people more often. So I'm figuring that out. I'm, I'm trying to think of some ideas. Um, and I'll, I'll think about it after my exchange because for now, I'm just, yeah, I have enough practice for sure. If you have any questions, make sure that you write a comment below the video and this will also help the channel to grow and if you have any suggestions for a future topic or even if you discovered a great channel which is related to language learning you can yeah you can write a comment and then i will try to get the person onto the podcast thank you so much and bye